Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Free Kick. I'm your host, Martino Puccio. Alongside me is Gio Cozzolino. Did you have a good New Year, man? Yeah, I had a great time. Lots of food. Let's make some money now. <laughs> make some money. I guess you're not that happy because of Napoli's form as yeah. of late. Yeah, they had a lot of terrible form for both of our teams uh, over the Christmas break. But we're going to get into some of the new matchups. PSG Monaco this weekend. I believe this is the rematch of the game that got canceled that we were discussing a few weeks ago. Obviously, PSG is just on fire. This is still their league to lose. Um, they're more focused on the Champions League now. They got Neymar back healthy. Cavani is going to be leaving, so that situation being solved over there, I think, would help a lot, especially heading into a matchup like this. Um, what, what are you feeling with this? Uh, do you feel like Monaco has any kind of chance of not even the cover or anything? Obviously, the odds don't favor them. PSG is minus 410 at home on the money line. I, I mean, this should be an easy win, right? Three yeah. points. I don't see Monaco having any shot here, maybe to cover. Uh, the spread at two. at two, but I don't think they have any chance at winning. I would stay away from them uh, in, in a money line situation. I, they they last lost on November 24th, which is pretty good. They have a couple wins and a draw, but uh, since then they had a huge 5-1 win against Lille as well, which is pretty big considering what they were looking like a couple months back when we talked about this matchup initially and then it got postponed. Uh, but I really don't have any faith in Monaco. I think PSG is getting healthier. They saw some guys out. But Cavani, who, you know, we, we don't know if he's leaving probably in June, I would assume, the, the, the most likely scenario. But he came back in the uh, the French Cup recently and scored a couple goals also. So if he's back in the mix with the Neymar and uh, and, and you have Icardi, who's playing very well. Mbappe. I, yeah, Mbappe as well. I didn't even mention him because he's a, he's just a staple by now. I mean, they're, they're starting to run away with the league. It was always their league to win. But I just think that, you know, it started a little bit slow. They had a couple losses. Usually they, they have one or just go undefeated because the French League is just so so basic for them at this point. It's just, it's like a Juve situation yeah. up till now. Oh, yeah, same thing with Bayern, yeah. Uh, but yeah, PSG all the way. The only thing is it's a minus 410 money line, so you probably won't make much there. Yeah. So, so you, you wanted gotta... to put it within a parlay or something. But I think the spread is something we should probably pay more attention to because it's all plus numbers there. Plus two for Monaco's. Plus 105, PSG plus 170. Uh, which one are you leaning towards? Because obviously you're making out pretty well if you go either direction. I, I just don't know because you were saying like 26 goals allowed in the league by Monaco and the numbers plus two. I, I don't know if they can actually cover that. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think so. I, I would lean towards PSG at minus two. You get a plus 170, which is pretty good. Yeah. And don't forget PSG is home for this match as well. So it's not like they're at Monaco and they're going to have to win on the road. Um, I think that you know, PSG hasn't lost since November 1st. That's when their last loss happened. So we're a couple months now and just one draw since then. They're picking up all the points every week pretty much at this rate. And, I mean, they, they're going to score at least two for me. And you yeah. can look at team totals yeah. as well. That might be something that you guys want to look at. Uh, I now would probably hit the over with PSG. I'm probably going to be set at three, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's because Just because I don't think they want to keep at two and a half because everyone's going to want to hit over for that. And I mean, why wouldn't you at that point? Because two and a half goals for them just seems like a given. Yeah. To me, I think three and a half would be a crazy a team one. I think I would feel more comfortable. But I, I think they're at least going to get three as a team. I don't See, they're really clicking on all cylinders now because it took Icardi a little bit of time to you know, get to that point where he's feeling the chemistry within all of his teammates, who's playing on the left and right wing. Guys aren't as healthy as you would like them to be. But the second he gets healthy, uh, and like Neymar has been, 
there's no stopping this attack. In my opinion, the depth that they have and the quality of attack, there's no one better in the world, and that's including Liverpool, because simply Neymar and Mbappe are quite possibly on their best day, the best duo in the world. Yeah, I could see that too. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, Salah and, and, and uh, Mane will give them a challenge for that for that title, I guess, of best duo, but it's, sure. it's high up there. But I'm just going with PSG here. Before we move into our next matchup, I I don't really see a worry for PSG at home. Especially. I think I'd take the minus two. That's such yeah. good value for plus 170, especially at home. And Monaco's due for a loss, right? We know it's nice that you haven't been lost since November, but that probably wouldn't be the case if they did originally play PSG anyways Absolutely. when the game was scheduled then. So I think I'm going to go PSG covering the spread there. And obviously, if we think that, might as well put down the minus 410 for the money line. But Aston Villa and Man City's our other matchup in the Premier League. Man City's been playing a lot better as of late. But for me, the, the whole vibe around the club in general, when you have your manager Pep Guardiola basically conceding in a post-game conference, uh, press conference saying that there's no chance in trying to catch Liverpool. You just have to worry about second place. And for me, I, I don't like that kind of attitude, and I understand where he's coming from, simply because 13, 14 points is a large gap, and that's simply insurmountable at this point. Uh, Leicester City has faltered a little bit, and we talked about how they're in position to catch them, and I think City will end up finishing second. But just the sound of defeat in their voice, they're favored to win the Champions League still for some reason, but they have an awful matchup against Real Madrid. But in this one, I... I feel like it's a given plus 1,300 for Aston Villa at home. City's minus 600. I mean, you could look at the spread as well. City covering minus 2 plus 140. But for me, I think something I liked at, uh, liked a lot in this was both teams to score. Yes, it's minus 144. We know the injury issues that Man City have on defense. I think this is actually the most likely outcome out of all the possible bets. Uh, yeah, yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to say I'm probably staying away from all – the money line and spread bets because Man City has that one, you know, once in a while money they have that game. Worth it, yeah, and, and and minus six hundred, you're going to risk a lot, and you never know what happens, especially with the way they've been playing lately. I mean, they've been on a, a better roll lately. They've won seven, I think, of their mm-hmm. last eight in all comps. But they had that big loss to Wolves on you know yeah. Boxing Day week, uh, we can call it. So that was that was a very bad loss there. But you know there was that whole goalkeeper situation, missed pen, and so. Things happen. It's always something at the back with them, right. whether it's goalkeeper, defenders. I mean, things happen in football, so I mean, you can't really, uh, you know, take that. You have to take that for what it is. I, I would, I would definitely go with the uh, the both teams to score, though. I yeah. think that's something you'd rather rather see here. Uh, Jack Grealish for Aston Villa has been amazing. Six goals, five assists. Every time I'm watching them, which I'll admit is not often, but when I'm watching them, he's usually the guy who's making the impact in the midfield, attacking midfield. Um, and you would think they can get at least one, maybe even in, in garbage time when Man City's already up. I, I think you can really go with the Man City win here. I'm not, I'm not afraid on the road, um, but I'm just, not af- I'm just not confident taking the spread because recently you know, they haven't had those dominating 4-0 wins that they've no, recently No, it's, it's very strange because of the way they play against certain teams. Like They play well against Leicester City. It's really just been the Kevin De Bruyne show, and yeah. then Gabriel Jesus, you could argue, has been their second-best player. And then there's Sterling, but that whole back line is just too shaky. I know they're expecting Laporte to come back eventually, and that'll help eventually with the Champions League ties. But as of right now, I don't, I, I don't feel confident, especially when the number is minus 600. And, I, and they're on the road, too. And we know how a lot of these teams like to play up to this competition, especially the top teams in the Premier League like that. Um, when you go with the spread, though, 
Minus two plus one forty for City. I, that's something I like because I could see a three to a three to one win. Or if, if you don't even like the score, uh, both teams to score no is plus one twelve. So if you could get a three nothing win from City, I don't think that's out of the question. Yeah, it's not out of the question. I'm just saying in terms of money where I where I would be safest. But I I, I think you can definitely hit that in the spread. Also, you could still get a plus number there. I think I, I would really, you know, if you're really confident in the money line, go for it. But I'm just minus again. I think that's just, something you would want to yeah, put in a parlay, right? Uh, yeah, you would definitely want to parlay it, maybe with the both teams to score or a spread. But you know, spreads are tough to hit. But Man City should win this one, I think, without a problem. Oh yeah, I, I don't think it should be questioned at this point. I actually did put. I had I had them in a two sport parlay um, the other day over the weekend with Liverpool winning that matchup. So you could do something with Manchester City if you like a team in the NFL this weekend as well. You guys could definitely cross sports. This would be one of the safer picks to go with because if you get Man City like that, pick a closer game within the NFL or whatever other sport or league that we're discussing and that way you can cash out pretty well. So when we come back, we're going to be discussing with our friends from AccuScore. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello and welcome back to the free kick. We have our friends from AccuScore this segment. Crystal Palace versus Arsenal. It's one of the matchups that we wanted to discuss. Arsenal obviously have a lot of firepower up front. Mikel Arteta figuring out what he wants to do if he wants to build it around Mesut Ozil. But do you see them hitting their team total in this matchup? Yeah, Arsenal got their much-needed win finally against Manchester United last uh, last round, two nothing, uh, which was a great show from Mikel Arteta that they're they're moving forward and going somewhere. Uh, still, it's not uh, a ready team uh, yet, so he has a lot of work to do. Uh, Crystal Palace is definitely not the easiest of opponents to go visit. Um, they play very defensively, very organized football most of the time. Um, they've only conceded 23 goals in their 21 games, uh, nine goals at home uh, in 10 games, so uh, less than one goal a game, uh, which is a very good defensive record for a team of uh, Crystal Palace's caliber. Um, also, they play in general very low scoring games. They've only scored 19 goals in 21 games themselves. So. Um, it's likely to be a very, very defensive uh, tactics for Crystal Palace against Arsenal. Even if Arsenal nowadays is not as threatening as they might have been uh, a couple of years back. Um, Arsenal should be at their best in breaking down defensive teams like Crystal Palace, uh, but they haven't been so far. But with uh, Arteta, I think that's, uh, that's somewhere where they're moving to, but it's not ready yet. Um, Arteta started to organize the defense first, so they're not leaking goals anymore. Um, he wants to control the ball in the midfield, which uh, they haven't been able to do before. So I think that Arsenal will have some problems in scoring goals. Um, in AccuScore simulations, Arsenal scores 1.56 goals on average. If they start all three forward players, Alexander Lacazette, Nicolas Pepe, and uh, Pierre Emerick uh, Aubameyang, if they don't start with that trio, uh, they only score 1.25 goals a game. So there is not going to be a lot of help from other positions in scoring. 
This London Derby is an um, interesting game because, um, like Tommy said, Arsenal has started to, to fix their game from the defense and Crystal Palace is defensing team and have received good results during this season so far. Uh, but the last five games they have scored at least uh, three goals in this matchup and a um, year ago it, the result was 2-2 and um, two seasons ago Arsenal won 3-2 when they visited uh, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace has been struggling this season and Arsenal really need to pick up three points as soon as possible. Do you see them potentially winning this matchup here? Because it's dire in this situation considering the wage bill that they have, they need to make a European spot. Um, AccuScore predictions um, in total betting has been, um, let's say, 50-50 because we found uh, value in um, three of those last five games. One was correct, one was um, incorrect, and one was push. So you barely made your money back. But um, in other markets like um, home win, draw away win, results have been reasonably okay. There has been, again, value in every game. And um, out of those five games, um, two has been correct. And um, with the good odds uh, that has result, um, profit of um, 120 bucks if you would bet um, $100 in every game. Uh, Tommy, do you see that um, Arsenal will uh, win and it makes uh, sense to bet um, on this with some value? Or do you think that there will be another draw like a year ago 2-2? Two, two? It's a very difficult question to answer. Arsenal is definitely a better team than Crystal Palace if you take a look at the squads. But Crystal Palace is ninth, Arsenal is 10th. Uh, Palace has one more point this, uh, this season so far. And uh, Roy Hodgson has done a remarkably good job in, uh, in Crystal Palace, especially with the defense. Um, so um, Arsenal will have a hard time in winning this game. And maybe a draw would be something that both teams are happy with. Mm. In simulations, Arsenal wins with 44.7% probability, uh, Crystal Palace with 27.5%. Uh, personally, I would go for the draw, um, which in simulations happens 27.8% of the time. We'll be seeing if Arsenal is able to take care of business there, cover the spread in that matchup and win the game outright. But we're going to be moving over to Newcastle and Wolves. Wolves have been playing well as of late. Traore has been one of the better players for them. Jimenez, again, one of the top goal scorers in the league as well. But do you see them coming into this matchup and winning this outright? Wolverhampton is now seventh in the league and uh, they haven't played that well uh, as we might have expected. Uh, they have lost a little bit of the element of surprise because uh, other teams now know how they are playing this game. Um, they have lost three out of their last five games, uh, despite winning Manchester City during that stretch. So we don't know what kind of Wolves we're going to see against Newcastle. Um, Wolves is a better team than Newcastle is, but that doesn't uh, demand much. Um, but they've had their problems, especially against these sort of uh, defensive lower level teams such as Sef Sheffield United and uh, Southampton as well. They lost to Watford, for example. So there is something a little bit missing in their game when they have to take control of the ball and try to build up the game themselves. And they're not very good at it at the moment. Um, against Newcastle, that's exactly what they would have to do because Newcastle is likely to go very defensively in this game, probably play with five defenders as well. 
Um, Newcastle is not a good team, but uh, they've managed to snatch points here and there, maybe even undeservedly sometimes. They're not in relegation battle yet, but they might end up there anyway. Uh, in simulations, Wolves win with 58% probability, uh, Newcastle takes 3 points with 16.6% and the draw is 25.4%. So it looks like Wolves have the upper hand here. As both of these teams have been bit um, elevator teams between Premier, Premier League and uh, Championship, um, there hasn't uh, too much uh, track record of uh, prediction accuracy in this particular matchup. Actually, during the last five years, they have uh, met twice um, in Wolverhampton, and um, there hasn't been too much value to, to bet on e either of these games. Uh, as well as Wolverhampton has been quite difficult to predict during this season in their home games because they have scored quite a few draws and um, there has been value on both sides but not draws in these um, previous games. We discussed about how Wolves have such great firepower up front. We know Patrick Cutrone hasn't been one of those guys that's been contributing to them as of late, but they've still find a way to put the goal in the back of the put the ball in the back of the net there. Do you see a scenario again in which Wolves really get over their team total number in this? It could be around two. I think I like them in that. What does your number say? Uh, when we take a look of uh, total market, um, right now it looks like the odds would be the line would be 2.25 and that has been the line in those two previous games in this um, matchup and uh, both times um, it has been under so there hasn't been too many goals scored. Um, do you think Tommy that this time there will be a score fest or uh, are we again looking at um, under 2.25? Wolves are not particularly high scoring team and their strengths are not in the offense. Um, that being said, they create quite a bit of chances and uh, for example Raul Jimenez is a very dangerous scorer. He scored eight goals already this season. Uh, Newcastle usually tries to play very defensively through the defense, uh, but they're not very good in it as we've seen. So I think Wolves will be able to score at least two goals against this defense. Um, in the AccuScore simulations, Wolves score 1.61 goals on average, um, so it will be closer to two goals for them. Uh, Newcastle manages 0.72 goals on average, so um, I would say a good result in this game would be 2-0 for Wolves. It's going to be an interesting week in the Premier League, so we'll see if these teams can reach their team total. Obviously, Arsenal and Wolves are going to be two teams vying for a European spot against each other. We'll see who's going to be able to step up between all those top goal-scoring names there. I really love all the information that you guys put out. Everyone that watches the show, please check them out on Twitter, at AccuScore. Go to their website to get some simulations to win some money there because there's a lot to be made. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing a lot more matchups throughout the top five leagues. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. 
We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the free kick. We're getting back into some Premier League action. Spurs, Liverpool, let's get into this. Spurs faulting as of late. I mean, look, we, we've been on Jose Mourinho. We said Spurs were going to make a run, try and aim for fourth place. And, and Chelsea has been slipping up as well. Multiple teams have been, and, and, and we get that. That's during that stretch. But, again, Spurs have really been shocking. Liverpool is just absolutely unbelievable. They still haven't lost a game this season. Um, this bodes well, really uh, great for them. And I've discussed this with Kevin Walsh on the last episode that Liverpool is in such a great position within the league that they're able to afford to sit guys later on in the season when they have their Champions League matchups. But a match like this, where they could potentially drop points on the road against Spurs, this is a match that Liverpool has to win if they want to chase the Invincibles that were Arsenal. Are you feeling good? Do you think they're not gonna? They might lose this one. I think at worst it's a draw for Liverpool. Yeah, I think at worst it's a draw. I'm not um, at all scared about at least getting a, a point here. Minus on the road. 150 on a road against a team that's supposedly supposed to be a Champions League spot contender. Yeah. That's how good Liverpool have been. Yeah, they've been amazing. You've mentioned it. They've they're they've been invincible. Uh, even if they concede a goal, they're scoring four or five. I mean, it's incredible at the rate that they've been playing. It's it's truly like it's just unreal to see. Uh, they haven't lost. We, we saw the the last game, or at least I did. It was yep. you know over the last like eighty five games, eighty three wins. Like it's it, and I think the match against Leicester was just oh yeah the way it, they just dispossessed absolutely. them and Leicester didn't even look like they were a team that was playing so well in second place. It's head and shoulders above everyone else, and I don't think I can recall. This, this past decade of the 2010s that just finished, there wasn't a team that's as good, maybe besides Man City last year, as good as this Liverpool team compared to the rest of the league, right? Yeah, it's all a step below, more than one step below for the rest I mean, of the teams yeah. in the league. It's it's just incredible at this chance. I know we're talking about the Spurs here. You know, they're still only a couple points out from fourth. I think it's six from Chelsea. You know, they, they've actually took a step back in the past few games. You mentioned it before, a bit of a rough uh Run a form lately, yeah. two wins, two losses, two draws in our last six in all comps. So not looking too gr too great. They had um, a draw this past weekend, I think, at FA Cup because Kane is obviously Middlesbrough, out. Yeah. yeah, Kane is obviously out with a big injury, the hamstring injury. That if if he was there for me, then I would have been, you know, okay, maybe they can get a draw, and the draw is plus two uh, plus three thirty, which yeah. would have been something nice to look at money wise. Uh, but with Kane out, I mean, you have to rely on Son. Son's back from the suspension, right? I mean, he's. You know, I mean, you should. But, I mean the. Sp spread though are yeah. you it, is that something plus 200, 200 for minus one for liverpool that's, that's that's even better than what we were just talking about with psg line. before yeah. i mean i mean look at that i mean plus how many scenarios do you see liverpool winning by multiple goals i think there's a lot of scenarios in which you're saying to yourself yeah i definitely see that happening yeah i, I mean it could definitely happen i i I wouldn't be shocked if it happened, and mm -hmm. honestly, yeah, a minus one spread at plus two hundred is probably better. I mean, the money line is not bad though at minus one fifty. Like you, you I can even par you can parlay both of those, yeah, and make some some nice money. I was saying, I, I just feel like without without Kane. 
there's not that really big target threat that that Spurs can can pose with the defense of event. Yeah, and he hasn't been playing that great. You know, he's kind of been scoring the pens and whatnot, but in open play, it's kind of been the the human song show for them at least. So it's not something that I was very worried about, even if he was playing. But I'm just saying this even this dims their chances even further for me at least. I think you take Liverpool and run with it here. And also in the last four games that they've played against each other, Liverpool have won all of them. Uh, so that's dating back to a couple seasons now. So I mean, it's it's not. There's nothing really convincing for me, evidence-wise, to tell me Liverpool are going to falter here. Like you said, I agree with you. At worst, a draw. At worst, a draw. Yeah. And then at the same time, this is the best defense in the league with Liverpool. And when you don't have one of the best strikers in the league playing in this match, whether uh, whether Spurs is on a good run of form or not, and they're not in this case, and now they don't have their striker, I don't understand or see a scenario in which Spurs even score. I mean, it's going to be very difficult for them. And we talk about how great Liverpool's attack is. That's probably the best attacking trident in terms of chemistry going on right now with Firmino, Mane, and Mo Salah. I, I don't see how Spurs are going to be able to break this down. Because, again, this is something that I've been a big critic of for years with Spurs. I don't love their defense. And especially I don't love their defense when they're running in a bad stretch of form like this. Jose Mourinho isn't going to fix this overnight. They're stumbling now, and when things start to go bad for Jose Mourinho teams, it can really spiral out of control. Do you see a scenario now in which Spurs, if they lose this game, this could be an even bigger hole and more difficult to get back to the Champions League spot. Yeah, absolutely. It could be. A de- it definitely will be a bigger hole, especially with you know whatever Chelsea. Do you have to get game. a point if you're Spurs with Kane out, and, and you're home also. So you kind of you have to get some sort of result at home. Mm-hmm. And if they come out with a draw, I think that's a major success, con- considering what what they've looked like lately and how Liverpool is you know completely unbeaten. It's <laughs> funny that Liverpool, you know, even in the Champions League. People were like, "See, why why are they playing like this, or why why are they looking a little yeah. bit shaky?" Yeah. Napoli of all of all teams gets four points out. You know, it's just weird that way, and that's how European competition works sometimes. But they yeah. they qualified first, they have nothing to worry about for for what till next till next month, late next month, mid next month, um, and then they have, like you said, the luxury of sitting some guys if they really want to. I mean, if they win this game, they're they're 14 points above Man City. Right, it's so, already done. I mean, it's 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 wrapped up. It's sealed for me. Uh, who, how are they going to choke this lead? I know they've they've choked in the past, but this is way too much. I think. I mean, at this point, well, their minus 2400 was the last odds that came out for them yeah. to finish Huge in the favorites. league. It would be an epic collapse, and it would be the worst collapse in the sports history in terms of a title race at this point. Just considering how well they're playing. But for me, I I really love these odds that are just coming in there. So I would jump on both. Liverpool money line and for them to cover the spread and especially the fact that it's out there right now when we're recording this this might change and I think there is a scenario in which you're going to see the spread change in terms of the money line I don't think there's going to be too much movement I think uh, Liverpool is going to be the consistent favorite there so if you were to go you want to go with both of those yeah I would go for both of those but the spread is very enticing at plus 200 I think you can you can really get something there I know it's on the road but how are they going to falter? And if they do, even if they do, I understand. Hey, we lose some money, but it's not—it's not even the end of the world for Liverpool. I feel like the, <laughs> you know, Klopp does. I mean, he'll care because he's the manager. But if they slip up here, even what, with a draw, it's, it's what a what a weird feeling it would be for Arsenal fans if Liverpool lose the perfect season, but Spurs are the ones to beat them <laughs> in this matchup. I mean, this—I I would love to see Arsenal fan TV, even though it's not a game for them, but another game that's just going to be so electric and a lot of fun to talk about. Roma Juve. 
Roma obviously suffered that terrible defeat yesterday against Torino. There was a 2-0 loss there. Andrea Bellotti getting the brace in that one. Juve absolutely dominated Cagliari today. Cristiano Ronaldo a hat-trick. Cagliari, obviously a team that we've discussed multiple times on the show. They've been playing so well over the course of the season. Juve, are they finally hitting a stride with Sadi here? I think so. I th- Cristiano's I, getting hot. Cristiano's getting hot, and he started off the decade very well. <laughs> you know, there, there's all this talk that you know he wasn't playing well, but hey, that big header before the the winter break for them that that you know was a great goal. Everyone was talking about starts off hot. He had a hat trick today, I believe. Yep. Right? Yeah. So yep. he's he's on goals. fire already. They beat Coyote for nothing, and we did mention Coyote's you know not maybe overplaying, but just playing very well for mm-hmm. for what they are with all the teams in the league right now. Um, and, you know, they could start to falter a little bit if they, the, the big loss today can have some teams like Atalanta move yeah. ahead and uh, Napoli catch up to them too. Atalanta won 5 nothing again. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they're thrashing people. We'll get to Atalanta later in the show as well. Yeah. Um, Roma has another home game here, which is kind of yeah. weird. They had the game against Torino that you mentioned just a few seconds ago. They lost uh, 2-0 to Torino like you mentioned. So that's a big home loss. This is another one at the Olympico. And I, I just I can't see, I can't see Juve losing. I, I really don't. They're all and, plus and money on the that, money line. Yeah, all these odds are great. All these odds are, are very, very nice. So I, mean, I love games like this because, really, if I, I think I'm more comfortable with a Juve win or a draw in this scenario happening. But there's just so much. Like, you can't go wrong. You literally can't go wrong in this situation. If you love one the most, which one are you leaning towards? Because Juve plus 130. For me, we've, we've discussed this how many times. If you see Juve plus money anywhere, it doesn't matter if it's road, home, you got to take them, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm jumping on you over here. I just don't see them losing. They've also come to this, you know, halfway mark of the season where they're tied with Inter. Going into at least the time of recording this, sure. um, they were tied with Inter. We'll see what happens with Napoli and Inter later. Uh, but they had the identical records, almost, you know, very similar numbers as well. So this is the point in the season where I think things take, you know, a turn. And this is where they start putting their foot down and, hey, we dominated last decade. We're, we should start this decade mm-hmm. with another trophy and another league, especially after losing that Super Cup. I know that's another thing people are going to look at. They lost twice, twice, not once, twice, 3-1 to Lazio. But Lazio's also been playing very well, and we'll get into them also. But Juventus, how do you lose uh, to, to, to one Roman team, right, that region, mm-hmm. Lazio, twice? I don't think you lose to Roma. That's here. another storyline that's yeah. going to be so funny it, to just watch it would be. It would be if, if, if they did lose, but, you know, Despite not playing well up to this point, maybe mm-hmm. they, they had just started playing well, maybe right before the winter ended. And obviously that Supercopa defeat is something people put in their mind as to they don't look good. Well, they, they slashed Coyote completely today. So I have, no, I have no doubts that you should mm-hmm. take plus 130 for Juventus. What about the spread, though? In this scenario, I think Rome, this one favors Roma minus 180 for plus one at home. Juve minus one plus 350. I, I, I do see Juve winning this if I'm picking a winner. I, for me, I don't know if it's going to be a two-goal win. I don't see Roma losing by multiple goals, like 2 nothing against Torino. Both Torino teams in a week. I mean, I don't know. I, I do see it potentially happening because you wonder when that Roma defense is going to eventually slip up, right? Chris Smalling isn't going to be playing otherworldly the whole season. I mean, would you see, would you like Cuba here? Plus 350 again. It's a, it's a big number. Plus 350, it's a lot of money you can make. But I'm, I'm also with you there. I, I hate to be... The person who just agrees, but I have to agree. I, I don't. I, I I'd rather stay away. I just rather stay away. I mm-hmm. think that you know Roma's still in that fourth spot conversation. Well, they are still in fourth. Yeah. So teams like Atalanta, Cagliari, Napoli, they can start getting closer depending on results, whether they go mm-hmm. you know one way or not another. 
but I stay with Juve, just a money line. I'm just confident with that. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a closer game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. It's not going to be three nothing. I think it depends on how I feel later on in the week. Um, Who's you know in what, the how how everyone's coming off of this Juve game because it just ended for us. I, I think. Saudi's going to want to keep more continuity within this lineup. So I would lean them. If this number's still there, plus 350 at the end of the week, I think I have to take it. Because if the number's at minus one, I mean, how do you not? Because at the end of the day, you might be kicking yourself in the butt saying, how did I not take Juve when yep. they were plus 350 with a minus one? Even if it's just on the road, that is a number that you should probably jump on, but you should definitely jump on a money line number. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing more Serie A mm-hmm. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Free Kick. Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino alongside me. Serie A, we're going to keep it rolling with a couple of top matchups in this. Lazio, Napoli, kind of two teams that we thought would have reversed roles in the season. Napoli potentially a Scudetto contender. It's Lazio at this point. They've beaten Juve, like you discussed, 3-1 both times. Napoli faltering as of late. We'll see what happens when they play Inter on Monday. But, Gio, I mean, how are you, how are you feeling going into this, first of all? Lazio has been a really tough team. Immobile is gunning for Higuain's goal-scoring record. I, do you have faith in Napoli to shut him down? Oh, I don't know, man. This is a tough matchup to talk about. I mean, the odds are good either way here when you look. At least on FanDuel, you can mm. get plus odds for both teams. Lazio's favorite at plus one, uh, 125, Napoli at plus 200. Obviously, it's a Lazio home game. I don't know if they can stop Immobile, especially uh, if you look at the injuries. If Koulibaly is still hurt and if Maximovic still isn't back, you still have to rely on Manolas as the one true center back, and then you might have to, you know, make have a makeshift center back in there. You could put Luperto in there, but you might have Di Lorenzo, who's a right back. They kind of experimented with that against Sassuolo before the break, so it's interesting to look at that. But you mentioned Immobile is absolutely on fire. Yeah. 19 goals already mm-hmm. through 17 games so far. Uh, Lazio had another big win uh, last Sunday as well. So, you know, they keep rolling. They're in the top four spot, top three conversation. I think they're in third, actually, and they, they've stayed ahead of mm-hmm. Roma since Roma also lost last weekend as well. Yep. So that's another big, uh, you know, point of emphasis for, for Lazio, at least. It's very big. Um, I don't think that Napoli – it's just tough to really think about it. I mean, the draw is plus 260. I can see them getting a draw away from home, uh, but Lazio is just – it's – I would look at the over here. I feel like the over-under is something yeah. you can look at here. Over 2.5 is minus 164. So clearly the odds makers think that there's going to be a lot of goals in this match. I could see the over happening here. Uh, I yeah, see, no, you know, I, I agree with that. I mean, the way you guys have been playing in, in general, with there's been so many slip-ups, especially from the start of the season when they were playing against Fiorentina. And when you have a guy like Immobile that's just straight on fire, who's gunning for this record, he's almost at 20 goals already. And then we've discussed how many times since um, prior from 1958, I believe it is, only two players have scored over 30 goals in the league. That's Higuain and Luca Toni. And, and those were both almost a decade apart or half a decade apart. And at this point, you're just sitting there thinking to yourself, I, when is this guy going to slow down? And when a defense is struggling like this, you would think that he's going to be able to score here, right? I mean, 
I mean, look, whether it's penalties or not, he's just getting open and he's just clicking on all cylinders. And one of the best comparisons that I've seen as of late for him is Antonio Di Natale when he was playing so great for Udinese back uh, earlier in the decade, um, later stretch, who really surged later in his career. Chirdo was talented at this point, but now he's in his prime. They have this situation with Simone Inzaghi. There's a lot of continuity with all these players. For me, Napoli's the complete opposite of that. And then when they're going in on the road again in one of the tougher places to play, I, I don't know. I think best case scenario, if you're a Nap, if you want to bet on Napoli, is a draw. draw. Yeah, I mean, I could see that 100. percent You know, I, as a Napoli fan, I want to have faith in it, but to be unbiased, Lazio is a better team right now. You know, it's your money I, involved. It, in it, you, exactly. I mean, on paper, before the season, you mentioned that no one saw this coming. I mean, at least Lazio. Even maybe, with Inter's additions, we were saying Napoli, yeah, Napoli should be was second still favored, or possibly contending. And, and Lazio maybe was in the conversation for top four before the season started. Sure. You know, like I said, on paper, looking at the roster. But the defense has been pretty good. I mean, even when they allow goals... Acherby has been a revelation. Yeah, Acherby's been amazing. Yep. He earned a spot on the national team as well. Mm-hmm. And all credit to him for his story and his background with yep. the journey that he's had getting to where he is now. Um, it's hard for me. I, I want to say best case scenario. I, I see a close matchup but with a lot of goals. Like it could be... 2-2, two, two, it could be something like that. I, I like a draw at plus 260. This is such a tough lead for them, though. It's, it really is. And and also, you know, on Monday, uh, Napoli played Inter as well. And so we don't know, you know, what, what condition is that. Is that going to change your mind in this? Say it's not, a, I, I guess, a, not a great performance. You have an extra couple of weeks with Catuso in the yeah. training there. We know how intense he can be. If the matchup goes well against Inter, say they potentially get a draw out of that. Are you more inclined to choose a draw come this week? Yeah, I, I think that's fair to say for me at least. Uh, based mm-hmm. on the performance against Inter is where I would evaluate the team going into Lazio. Because I feel like in, the, in recent history, Napoli has gone there and gotten results. But it's just that the form has not been the same. Yeah. But I just wanted to ask you, you were managed by Gattuso last year as a Milan fan. Sure, sure. What do you think he brings to Napoli can, to, to get results out of these bigger games? Well, I mean, one of the main issues that we were talking about, and it's not really tactics in this, there's a lot of lack of effort that you see around the field from some of the guys. And, and for me, you point to the captain's armband, and that's Insigne. And when, and when you have someone like that that's not giving their 110% every single match, Gattuso needs that because he'll slap guys in the face. He doesn't care. He'll go after managers. If you ever recall that clip against Spurs in the Champions League, he went after Joe Jordan's throat and went to go chokehold him. So he's that type of guy, and especially in a team like Napoli, no disrespect to any of the players, there aren't many champions on this team, right? There are some players with winning mentalities, but when you're going to come back and you have a lack of effort on the field, he will come after you. He will take you off, and you probably won't see the field for a long period of time. So in terms of that, he will bring some structure there. He's a good defensive coach, but again, when you don't have one of the top three center backs, top two center backs in the world in this matchup, potentially, I mean, that spells doom for them. But Gattuso did play well, had a lot of, I mean, he had Milan playing well against top teams, especially the Roma teams. Lazio and Roma, Milan didn't have that great of a time defeating them over the course of the years. We just saw Lazio beat Milan at the San Siro for the first time in 30 years. So, I mean, that's a testament to what Gattuso did. We see how Milan's playing now. They're absolutely dreadful. He had him one point off at Champions League. And at the time, everyone was saying that was their fault. It was him not having them prepared for that situation. But now you look back on you're saying... He did a hell of a job over there, especially in a crisis where there's just so much moving around, similar to Napoli as well. They got rid of another coach, and this is really the end of the cycle that we're talking about. So for me, I don't know. Again, it would really depend on what happens in the match against Inter for me. 
But if I'm leaning anywhere towards Napoli, I think I would just go for the draw. Final say with that that you just want to go with before we move I on. I mean, the injuries is just a point to look at because yeah. you mentioned Kulibili, but they also have a couple guys out. You know, Fabian might miss the, the game against Inter earlier in the week. Yeah. But that hasn't happened at the time of, you know, what we're talking about now. So we don't know who's actually going to miss what. Maximovic has still been questionable lately with the thigh injury. So you have a couple guys out, you know, and you have to rely on Milik now. With and you don't know who Gattuso wants because, say, the performance doesn't go well. He might want to yeah, sit and it's only been two guy. games. It's only been two games with him, too. So you don't know who he's really going to like. We haven't seen him utilize Lozano that much, too, also. We don't know if he's going to come off the bench and what role or he'll play. Or if they're play. sitting some guys because yeah. some guys might be outgoing. And also, that this is a frustrating part, too. He has to, I believe, make Champions League for him to officially stay on yeah. for the next season. And so if you don't know he's going to be here come June, then it's really difficult to gauge who's going to be leaving, who's coming in, who does he want to start, who does he want to sit. I, it, that's why it's so difficult in situations like this for me. And Lazio's so hot. I mean, yeah. I, and Immobile's on fire. For me, I, I think the easier choice and safer choice here is just to go with Lazio and Immobile, right? Yeah, I'll go with the draw, though. I mean, I'll, I'll that's, hope no, for the that's best. Fine. That's, that's what I think result. best I'm case. Like, I think it'll be a close matchup. I'll go with the draw at right. plus 260. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to go with Lazio there. But another top matchup, Inter-Atalanta. Atalanta, 10 goals in their past two matchups. Inter, they've been banged up in the midfield. But despite all of that, they're at the top of the table for the moment before they play Napoli on Monday. Gio, I, for me, this is really difficult. This one's going to be at the San Siro, uh, where Atalanta have been playing their Champions League matches. They, they don't, they're not scared of anyone. And at this point, no one is taking Atalanta lightly because they know how good they are advancing in the Champions League, defeating Juve at home, absolutely embarrassing Parma and Milan, two sides who would be fighting for Europa League spots. But for me, if Inter can get their midfield healthy in this matchup, I think I like them at home because that defense is so stout. And Atalanta does, I know they've obviously had the two shutouts, 10 nothing in the past two games. I'm still not completely convinced of their defense going into this. Yeah, I mean, look at some of their opposition as well. It's not like they played, you know, the big teams and of course. held yeah. shutouts. So England's got 16 goals. They're one of the worst scoring teams in the league. Oh, yeah, so, and you clean know. sheets are, are, are hard to come by, at least in Serie A also. Uh, recently uh, with the top teams there's goals been being scored left and right but what's really interesting here is and you kind of alluded to it is that we have the best defense in the league with Inter yeah. against the best scoring team in the yep. league with Atalanta Atalanta's on fire has more goals than anyone in the league right now added another five to it with the, with the win on Monday so you know they show no signs of stopping but I want to look at over under I think that's okay. something interesting to look out here the odds makers still favor over two and a half at minus 154, at least on FanDuel still, which is interesting to me because Inter doesn't concede too many goals, uh, and they've slipped up recently. They, they had that big 4-0 win going into the break. Before that, we saw the draw against uh, Roma and then Fiorentina, which was something that no one really saw coming no, with, yeah, with no Fiorentina's run of form. Mm -hmm. So that's something to look at. But I'm still confident with you in taking an Inter win at minus 110. I just don't see Atalanta withstanding... Uh, a full Inter team. I mean, it's not a full Inter team, but getting sure. closer. Sensi might come back yeah. uh, soon. We'll see what he does, depending on if he plays against Napoli. Obviously, Barella is getting closer, not back yet. Mm -hmm. But those pieces also contribute a lot to what this result can be. Oh, I'm going with Inter win at minus 110. Um, the over-under, though, is something that's difficult for me. I don't know what you're going to go with, 
But for me, it's difficult to say be just because of the class. Two and, a, two and a half is always the trickiest number, and especially in this league. And this matchup in particular, yeah. like you were saying, this is probably the best offensive team currently um, with Antalanta, just in terms of play, play style and the goal-scoring output that they have. Inter, they're obviously so stout in defense. That three guy, those three guys that they put at the back is arguably, and we say this time and time again, the best in Europe or one of the best in Europe. So for me, I have a hard time seeing Atalanta going on the road and scoring multiple goals there. But for me, Lukaku and Lautaro Martinez are just, they're so good together. They're one of the best combos in Europe. And I know people, people are a little and hesitant to take them just because you don't see them go through in the Champions League. But they were in the group of death. They weren't completely healthy there. They didn't have their full midfield. I know they don't have their full midfield in this matchup. But Inter at the San Siro, I think for me the spread is something that I kind of like the most. Atalanta to cover plus one, minus 120. I think that's very safe. I don't think this is going to be a blowout either way in either direction. The worst I could see is a 2 nothing win going towards Inter. I don't really see Atalanta going in there shutting them out and winning by two, I think that would just actually be crazier. I could argue that's crazier than a 5 nothing against I mean, Parma. And you mentioned it too. They're out of the Champions League, that is. So, yeah, they're going you know to the Europa Ponte League. But you know what exactly. they want. They now, want this title. They don't, he's not going to really care about the Europa League. I'm not saying he's going to put nobody out there and lose every game that's, or that's not get the eliminated, goal. but the goal is the league. You want to break Juve's streak. And Inter has been amazing. Even... You know, without knowing the result of... This would be a massive three points. Even game. without knowing Napoli Inter's result, I don't see any any problems in this game against Atalanta. I really don't. I, I think that... little worried about Conte's teams. They tend to burn out at certain points in the season. They're thin at this point. So, I, I don't know. I could... That's the only kind of underlying issue that I'm And this is the usual, like, Inter, they do very well the first half, start crashing the second half. The recent Inter. I'm not talking about Mourinho Inter yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see it happening here. The spread is also interesting for Inter. Minus one is plus 230. Yeah. Um, but I also am sort of leaning towards Atalanta with you as well because I, I think that if goals are going to be scored and the odds makers think it's going to be, there is going to be over two and a half, it's going to be something like a 2-1, a close game. So I'm not going to go with the minus one but I'll, uh, for Inter covering the spread, but I will take the money line on Inter. For me, Atalanta hasn't, test, hasn't been tested against some of the better defenses in the league yet. You know what I mean? In these yeah, past, past couple games, they're not facing... Godin doesn't even have to be used. Yeah, and, they, and, they, and when they faced Juve, they were facing Juve in their, in their tough stretch of form, and yeah. we said that one was going to be a tough matchup, considering all the issues they have in Bergamo. Both teams to score. No plus 140 really quick. Yes, minus 180. What are you feeling there? Oh, I, think, I would. I like no plus one forty considering Inter's defense. I think no. At home. I think no. I think it'll be a close game, but I think Inter can keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I, I think Inter it's, can it's, keep the clean it's sheet risky, there too. But I think so. It's it's risky, but I think one of these teams for sure is conceding, and and I would obviously lean towards Atalanta. And if I were to rely on a team not to score, I think it would be Atalanta simply because Inter's defense is just too good. And and this is a match right here. If you pick up three points against Atalanta, you're sitting a lot more comfy there. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about more top January transfer window stories. Stay tuned. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
Hello everybody and welcome back to the free kick. January is upon us and obviously the best topics of the month are not just the games, it's the potential transfers of players going around. Obviously one of the main transfers that we discussed last time was Ibra. He's at Milan obviously and that result didn't go too well for them in their first matchup. But another Mino Rayola client is potentially on the move again. This time Paul Pogba in the papers. Obviously we know he left Manchester United, went to Juve, became a household name there, went over $100 million back to Manchester United. Now, this is a disaster over there. Mino doesn't want him there. He wants to bring him back to Juve. Juve had midfield issues. Do you see this as a potential match? Of course it's a match. And he's had, he showed prior success there. I mean, unless, of uh, as long as he's healthy, there's nothing really... Wor I mean, that worries uh, me. How could you not risk. want this guy at this point? And There's so much motivation coming up with the Euros. Absolutely. And, and they have some midfielders that are a complete waste right now. Rabio's one of the worst midfielders I've seen for what they're paying him, even of though it's a free transfer. This is, well, this is what Juve asked for. When you're going for free transfers and you're not spending the actual transfer fee money on these guys, you're paying high wages like this, you're going to have issues. Because, yeah. again, this is the third or fourth straight season barring since Marquisio left, that we're looking at Juve and saying, this is a one-man midfield with Miro and Pjanic, right? Yeah. I, for me, the price has to be right. I think there has to be a player or two involved in this move for it to happen. But if you're Manchester United, who would you potentially want from Juve in a deal on top of the money? I mean, they're getting, they're trying. It seems like they're shopping Emre Chan. I mean, he's been in the Premier League before, mm -hmm. right? So we don't, yeah. we don't know uh, if that's something that they'd be willing to. He's left off their Champions League spot. And yeah. he's professed his discomfort within the squad because if you're not playing in that when you sign for a big fee like that you thought you were going to be in the champions league squad i for me i just don't know right now if juve should wait till the summer potentially go after a youngster like tonali or something or potentially poach a midfielder from somewhere else but I think if they could get Paul Pogba, he's not going to be cup-tied within the Champions League. Your goal is Champions League. You have Cristiano right now in this window. You go and make the move for him. I think the most realistic point is the summer, though. Yeah. I think Tonali is a name they're going for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this would be something really tough to happen in January, I think. If you see Paul Pogba leave Manchester United, Real Madrid or Juve, who are you picking? I say Real Madrid for now still. But uh, I'm going Juve, man. I got to be the contrarian. I think Juve have the bigger need for the midfield and the way Real agree, Madrid have been playing as of late. They've just been so fantastic. There's a bunch of youngsters there that they can go with. He's got Real Madrid. I got Juve. See you next time.